Hey, Mickey, what are you listening to? I'm listening to Brit's Guide to Disney Vacation Club. Those guys are great. They sure are. Welcome to this episode of Brit's Guide to Disney Vacation Club and Happy New Year. Yes, it's January 1st, 2024 as I release this episode. If you're wondering what happened to the December episode of Brit's Guide, well in fact I released two episodes on my That Florida podcast in which my wife came on as a special guest and we discussed the first four days of our 2023 trip. So please go over and listen that florida podcast to have two bonus episodes with my wife on this episode we cover animal kingdom epcot and a hollywood studios day and at the end some bonus audio of bug's life i hope you enjoy and i'll speak to you later so we're staying at saratoga all this time and in the end yeah so we're staying at saratoga yeah so second october is another epcot day and guess what? We rope dropped Sorin again. <laughs> we rope dropped Sorin, right? We did that. We came out. And we had a walk around World Showcase. Started to walk around World Showcase. Trouble is, that's so early. Nothing's open. Yeah. None of the... N- n- that was where we, we fell over. Because we, we didn't have anything to eat in the morning. We did Sorin. We got a coffee. And we started to walk around World Showcase. I was saying, well, none of the booths are open or anything. Because it's only 9.30 in the morning, you know, they'd only just opened the coffee booth at, at the Joffrey's. We should really have done was gone and done something else before we went to World Showcase, but we did World Showcase. And like I said, it was a question of waiting around and trying to get into. I went into the UK pavilion and did a, little, a couple of little videos, price comparing Jaffa cakes and chocolate oranges. I took two. I took two chocolate. Extortionate. I took two chocolate oranges for Tony Ann because she likes those. I took her the dark and I took her the orange one. Yeah, the dark and the light. Yeah, that's dark and light chocolate. Or dark and, sorry, dark and milk chocolate. So I took her one of each and they're pound fifty here in the UK. Right? And I get discount off that anyway. pound fifty. They were $9.99 plus tax. In, yeah. in the UK pavilion. I think a packet of Jaffa cakes was something like $4.60 or something. It was over $4 anyway. What's a packet of Jaffa cakes here? And a single sleeve of Jaffa cakes. I think they're about a pound, pound twenty-five in the UK. And they were about four and a half dollars or more. Plus tax, obviously. Yeah, it, it's quite interesting looking at the difference of prices of stuff in the UK pavilion. It always makes me giggle. Mm. Yeah, I had that. We were there last year. And I saw this Wales hoodie, and it was like something you could get in Cardiff for about 20 quid. And I think it was probably about, I'm sure it was like 80 odd dollars. Yeah, previously, last year, in January, it was cold, and I went in there and I bought a Rose and Crown hoodie. And I think that Rose and Crown hoodie was about $60. Mm. Or more, yeah. Uh, it, it, it's... It's a bit expensive because we went into the Japanese pavilion that day, and we and Deborah liked some of those Japanese sweets and stuff, and they were selling some of the Japanese sweets there. And you, even Deborah was going, "Hold oh, it, I can get this for half the price back in the UK." 
I mean, it's imported it from Japan, even on the Isle of Wight, isn't it? So it's not like it's produced it. Mm. So yeah, we we didn't buy an awful lot of that sort of stuff, but you know, it's, the Japanese pavilion's fantastic, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, you just, just get lost in there, don't you? But anyway, I'm jumping. Yes, yes, yeah. I'm jumping around, but Deborah made me go to uh, the French pavilion to get crepes. So I can ask you about French pavilion. Did you do Remy? Because I've not done it because I didn't want to queue for it. Well, I haven't done Remy. I didn't do Remy this time. I have done Remy in the past. Yeah, carbon copy. The only thing is, you haven't got the restaurant at the at the end of it, which I think was a big miss. A big miss. Mm. Not putting up. I know there's a couple of good restaurants in France anyway, and then World Showcase doesn't really need another high end restaurant. But the theming in that restaurant in in Disneyland Paris is just fantastic. But we did, I did find another little snippet of theming in the French pavilion. I went into the um, the perfume shop in there and I said to them, oh, could you just tell me where... No, where's the reception by the perfume shop? I said to the lady, oh, could you tell me where the, where the crepe store is? Because it's round the corner, round by Remy. And she went, huh, it's round there. And I said to her, I said, the theming in here is fantastic. I said, that's just how the French are, isn't it? Absolutely not interested. Didn't even make eye contact with me or anything. Just went, just flicked her arm over her shoulder, went, it's round there. <laughs> just died. That is a... That's just French. That's just, that just sums up the French attitude in one sentence. That did. It was so funny. So we went round to the, the crepery and we had a couple of crepes. Had like a, I think Deborah had one with, it's not Nutella. And Scott says this when we get walk around with Scott and Karen um, later on in Holly. They can't call it Nutella, but it is Nutella. Mm. And I had one with a fruit on. They're just crepes, aren't they? Nothing absolutely special, but, you know, they're $9 or whatever they are, and and that's what you get, sort of thing. Yeah, I've never had them. I've always walked past them for, like, a bad one in Paris, or a bad one in... Yeah, exactly right. Somewhere else in in France, I'm not going to get them over here. Yeah, but we, we did that, and then I'd been texted the night before by... Samantha, who will also be a reoccurring person in this interview. Sam texted me and asked me if I wanted to go to Space 220, right? And okay. I said, my, my response to that was, yes, but don't tell Deborah how much it's going to cost. Because it ain't cheap, is it? That's Space 220. I didn't even go in there, actually. Um, but apparently the lounge is not the too bad. And that's right. where they say to go to. Yes, you got it. So she comes back, she says, Deirdre, who is my sister wife, long story, she, she'd got a, a reservation for four people for lunch at, at 12.20. Is it 12.20? Or 2.20, I can't remember. Anyway, she'd got a reservation, did me and Deborah want to go? So I said yes. So basically we made our way over to, to Space 2.20. When we got there, I said to me, I can check in, obviously you get the normal thing, don't you? Oh, no, you got to have your whole group here. So I text them, and obviously they're in the last room before the guard, doing their guardians, right? So we sat down, and there's nowhere to sit around. There's no sort of... When you check into a, a posh restaurant, normally there's seating, isn't there? You know? Yeah. Like yeah. a little bit of a waiting Like a waiting area. Yeah. You literally, you're outside, undercover a little bit, and it's just concrete. There's no, there's nothing there, really. So we we sat down on the, on the grain, and of course, along comes Sam and Deirdre after about twenty minutes, half an hour after their reservation was was booked, 
or whatever, and I'll probably get told off because I've probably exaggerated the time there. They go, no, it was only 10 minutes, because they listen to this. So anyway, they come along, we, me and Deborah sat on the floor, they go, oh, classic, Kevin sat on the floor, because once I was sat on the floor behind uh, the Tiki Tiki room eating an ice cream, and uh, all the geeks came out of there, and I, they were, me and Deborah just sat there in the shade eating ice cream, and oh, yeah, <laughs> as everybody emptied out the Tiki room. Yeah, so we, we did it. It's definitely the way to go, the bar. The bar's definitely the way to go, I think. We, the experience going up in the lift was quite novel, quite interesting. Mm. The the actual inside of it is really nice. I don't think there's enough going on on them screens because they've got these massive screens with you've got the uh, spaceship out there and all this, but there's not that much going on. It reminds me of I did a restaurant in SeaWorld many many years ago, I think 2007, and it was basically the shark tank and the restaurants mm. inside of it. So you've got the sharks going back and forth. It reminded me of that sort of thing. But there was a lot more going on, obviously, in SeaWorld than there was it. You'd occasionally have somebody float by or some uh, a space shuttle or a shuttle go across the the screens. But considering the amount of screens there, how big it is in there, didn't see that much that much going on. You know, it could have been it could be a little more on those screens than they're putting up there. So I don't know whether or not. Although we did see an Imagineer go up with um, with somebody to check on the screen, so whether they're having issues or not, I don't know. While we were yeah. waiting. What was the food like? A couple of uh, sliders, which were quite nice. Deborah had, Deborah had soup, I think. I think um, Sam had calamari or something like that. But yeah, it was really it was nice. It was definitely nice food. It was even nicer when Deirdre paid, but lesser. Yeah. <laughs> Happy days. But yeah, it was it was a good experience. Would I do it every time I went? Probably not. Would I go again? Yes, if I went with somebody that hadn't done it. Do you know what mm. I mean? If we were both there, we could go together. That'd be great. But I don't think I'd go back there, just me and Deborah. I suppose with a group, yeah, I'd go back there if you could get in. Like I said, it was yeah. one of these these booked, booked uh, dining things they'd arranged. And these these geeks have got it really worked out. And Sam and Rebecca do a lot of the organising of that. So yeah, it's really really good if you're if you're into your eating, mate. A cheese free is definitely a place to be if you're into your food. Definitely need to get yourself onto one of them because they you, you can eat and eat and eat at those. They really know their way around the the dining at Disney. Yeah, so we did that. We did that, and I think trying to think what we did after. We we actually came out, and you know this Moulin World of Water, whatever it's called, it's an experience. Yes, yeah. Moana. Moana, yeah. Well, Sam and Deirdre are also DVC members. We came out, and they we met up with um, Dave Youngwood and Veronica, his wife. We went into the World of Water because they were doing. Um, I think it was DVC they were doing. With DVC, you could take guests. An annual pass, you couldn't. This is still previewing. At the moment, now you can just, just walk in. But at the time, it was still preview. And it was a DVC day. So if you went up and you said, oh, yeah, I'm a DVC member, you could take in four guests or something like that, I think. So we all went in there. And it is a good little experience. Well, interestingly enough, 
Veronica pointed out to me that all the vegetation in obviously is all new. It's all only been in there a month or two, a few months. You know, it's not been established. And there was huge trees in there. And, and uh, it looked like it had been there forever. Do you know what I mean? It didn't look... Mm didn't look like you'd just been down to the garden centre and, and got a few plants and, and pl- potted up there. It looked like it was well established. The only thing, the only thing that I think David pointed out to me, because David did quite a bit of this sort of work years ago, I think, horticultural, and they'd actually got these supports around, around the, the trees, strapped to make sure that they're supported while they yeah. established, I assume. But apart from that, you couldn't tell that it hadn't been there. And some of the interactive water things, putting your hand through it and it played a tune, walking up to a sheet that just was coming down like that and you walked up to it and you were like mm. a few inches away and it stopped. And then you walked through it. And as soon as you'd walked through it, cleared it, it started again. Obviously, it, it's fairly simple technology. It's just a sensor, isn't it? It turns off the pump. But it is, yeah. it is impressive to see. And they had the jumping fountains, which they always have had in Epcot where it jumps from one place to another. They got those. Yeah, I think I'd go through it each time I was there. As long as you could just walk through it, you weren't queuing to get in there. I, I think I'd do it. I think it's supposed to be a walk-through experience, isn't it? Because I watched Resort TV1 go through it, but because I think because it's a preview, there was a lot of stopping and starting the queue to go through, but I'm sure it's, it probably will be a walk-through experience, but I think in the beginning, yeah. opening it now, I think it's going to be... Yeah, I think they had a bit of a queue for it um, when it's opened up, but we went through it that once. Said it is a, a nice little attraction, and there's some house, and it's green and lush. And let's face it, sometimes in Epcot there's not a lot of green and lush, but what there is a no. lot of is wall still. There's still a lot of walls. <laughs> I resorted to Google Maps in Epcot because those walls are you. You just can't find. It's just all, all just the same. So I did resort to Google Maps a couple of times in, in Epcot just to find my way around. Because I, yeah. I didn't pick up a map. I, I didn't pick up a map once. I didn't pick up Did you use the app on your phone? No, I, I, to be honest with you, I found Google Maps quicker and easier. Okay. Yeah, I, I found that Google Maps was quicker and easier. The, that Disney app's a bit clunky. It may be the, the uh, working with Apple because I don't think it's... It's very smooth. Although, having said that, they work with Apple a lot, so it really shouldn't be an issue. But we just had an update while we were there for Apple, and I don't think it had installed correctly. Because mm. I was having a few problems with my phone at different times. And it's absolutely fine now on home here. It's been perfect. But it was a bit clunky when we were over there at times. But yeah, basically all we did in Epcot that day, I think. I'll just check my note. You don't think while you're checking your notes that Moana way of water is out of place? Yeah, it's in the wrong place, isn't it, really? I, I mean, it looks great, but it sounds, feels like it should be an Animal Kingdom from what I've seen. Um, yeah, and I think and I think Guardians of the Galaxy should be in Hollywood Studios. <laughs> Shouldn't it? It's uh, a film, isn't it? Yeah. Why, should, why think... would it? They, they've loosely tried to tie it into Epcot making out the tea work there as a, as, a, as a student, you know, on like the the exchange sort of thing, the college program. That's what they sort of like hinted at. Just to tie it in, it, it feels a bit awkward to me. It feels a bit forced to say that, you know, but I don't know. I can understand why it's there. It's there purely because Epcot needs it. Yeah. Epcot needs it 
But like you say, really, it should be in Animal Kingdom. And that should be in Hollywood Studios, really, Guardians. Animal Kingdom, could it do with something else? Yeah, it probably could, couldn't it, to be honest? Since Avatar, it's not had anything else, has it? No. Well, to be honest with you, we did literally about half a day in Animal Kingdom last time we went. It was too busy, and we, it was too hot, and we just went, do you know what? Let's just go. There's lots of shade there, but it still seems hot, doesn't it? It's really bizarre. Yeah. Because it is I didn't do enough the, of it, really. It's got the most got the most shade, definitely. Animal Kingdom hot is one of the things you hear a lot. But when you think about it, there's a lot more foliage and a lot more shade there than there in Epcot. And Epcot's just mm-hmm. like a concrete city, isn't it? Which, that was what it was supposed to be. It was supposed to be the city of the future, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, the, again, they're good experiences. I mean, they're phenomenal, but are they in the right place, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. They've, they've pulled back from some of the stuff they were going to do in Epcot since COVID, so... Or at the moment, a lot of it's still a building site, and I... I really think enough's enough. We need to get it sorted and done. Yeah, the play pavilion doesn't seem to be happening now, does it? No, there's still bulldozing stuff over there and and digging stuff up. I don't know quite how much longer it's going on. We did do Club Cool this time when we were there. Went in and and had a few drinks in Club Cool, which is nice to see that back. But I don't... It's basically the same as it was before. It's not anything different apart from there seems to be a little bit more coke. Uh, stuff up for sale in there, you know, more... Yeah, it's a lot more coke merchandising. I mean, I miss the days of the old igloo. Yeah. You know, nothing beat you that. Yeah. But it, that, you know, that's what I think. I mean, we didn't do a lot more that day. We ended up by the looks of it going home and uh, walk, walking back through Disney Disney Springs. That is, I think we just went back to Disney Springs and did a bit there for an hour or so. So, next day... Animal Kingdom. We rope dropped and we did. It's the first day we've gone into Animal Kingdom where we're not the first time we went in. We we met up with Geek, so we're on our own pretty much this day. So we got a lot more achieved. We did Flight of Passage straight away, walk, walked on Flight of Passage. And I was walking through Flight of Passage and I went, Do you know, I don't think I've ever been through this queue because I've never done Flight of Passage, only ever done it on a fast pass or a DSA yeah. last time we did it we did it a couple of times and then we did it with a DSA pass with Troy so I don't think I'd walked through and seen that big animatronic before I did yeah. I, I did an individual lightning on it I think yeah like I say we, we walked on that and we were on and off I think before the, sh- the park opened so 9 o'clock the park opened I think we were on and off of Flight of Passage and on Navi River before before the um, the park. I I don't. A lot of people really give that Navi River a kicking, don't they? They don't rate it at all. It's short, but but um, I I didn't do it because I didn't get Genie Plus that day, um, so I wasn't queuing for it because the queue was was quite long, and I know it's a short ride, so I just didn't do it. I got to do it at some point. Yeah, I think no, it's it's good because there's a big animatronic at the end of it which Navijo or whatever they're singing there it's an impressive piece piece of engineering that that uh, animatronic at the end and the, the screens are really good I mean, I, it does get a lot of bad press people don't but it's it's commanding a long a long wait 
When we left, that was 60 minutes after we'd rode it. Flight of passage was 90, and it never went less than that that day. Yeah. And we walked, we pretty much walked on both of them, pretty much. Then we, I think um, that was the day we had something to eat in uh, in the restaurant there. I think it must, must have come back for that because it was, we were off and through in about nine o'clock. Yeah, we did. We we went, went on to the safari from there and we did a safari. Now we did a couple of safaris this time and they were really good. The animals were out. There was lots of movement and lots of interaction with animals and, and stuff happening. Sometimes you can go around that safari and, and you hardly see a thing, do you? Mm. But we see the elephants, loads of giraffe. We see a few zebras with, they don't very often see the zebras out and about a lot. But there were zebras out and uh, rhinos. So, yeah, we had a What good... sort of time was that? I think time of the day, please. Yeah, th- they oh, say this, but we did one at... I think this one was 9.30. I think I've got one in another day. It was about midday or something like that. And that mm. still was, was really good. Really good. So, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it does play a part. Maybe it doesn't. I don't know. But we, I mean, like I say, yeah, then we went back and mobile ordered um, food from uh, the, the restaurant in uh, Pandora. Pandora, yeah, I can't remember the name of the restaurant. We had lunch there. So, yeah, we. after that, I think we um, shot out the park quite early. I think we were out there by two o'clock. So the next day, Holly, never Hollywood Studios day. Again, we got there early. Did Slinky Dog again. We did Toy Story Midway Mania straight after toy, doing Slinky Dog. And uh, it's getting a bit of a thing with Midway Mania. The wife beat me on that and she beat me on Buzz Lightyear every time. Oh. I don't know what's going on. Every time she beat me. Every single time. And then we There's went, a few tricks I know on Buzz Lightyear, but Toy Story Mania, I don't, I'm not so good uh, on. I, I put it down to the Carp and Tunnel. I just can't get to it with the rest. Yeah, and we did we did our usual. Um, we had to go and do Muppets, and I've got oh, I, every time. I've yeah. captured a little bit of audio from Muppets as well. So, in one of these episodes, I'll put that at the end. Yeah, still. It good. was looking very tired a year ago. Yeah, yeah, it's starting to look a bit, bit like mm. in need of a bit of TLC, isn't it? I just hope they redo it. I hope they don't get rid of it. Because it's such a good little a good little show. It's a yeah. bit dated now. It could do a revamp, but I'm not sure. They never seem to know what to do with Muppets, do they? they no. They've had a couple of goes at revitalising the series and putting it back out, and it's never quite taken, has it? I just... No, the, the movie was quite good. Yeah. Jason Eagle. Um, Gal. Yeah, I think what's to do with the Muppets is a bit of a revamp inside. I mean, only blow through the bricks at the end. Yeah. Just change that to a more modern scene because that's still stuck in 1992 or whatever it was. <laughs> Definitely. Um, it'd be a bit more realistic then. Yeah, I quite like the, the pre-show's quite funny as well. I, I, I quite like yeah. I quite like the pre-show. So yeah, that's that's always we only did it the once, and my wife was a little upset because they're doing the um, fountain outside because they've got that under wraps at the moment. Oh really? And we she yeah. normally has a photograph taken on that, but that is what it is, isn't it? We did a couple more rides on Star Tours again, getting different different rides 
ride scenes. And then we went and watched Indiana Jones. Do you normally go and watch that when you do a trip? Do you know what? I don't think I've done it the last few times I've been. So, yeah, it's, it's great, though. I haven't done it in a long time. We did it last year for the first time since 2012. And then we did it again this year. And it's amazing to listen to how many people have never done it when they go in there. If you just sat there like, and you listen to people, lots of first-time people that haven't done it. Mm. It's very, very... It's surprising how many people... How many people haven't done it. But anyway, we did about a half day in there, like, well, we did Indiana Jones, something what else we did. I didn't get on Rock and Roller Coaster this, this trip. Oh. I know. We went and did... We had a look around that new Star Wars... Um, Thing they've got but Deborah won't have her photographs taken very much with with um, characters so we didn't go and do Chewie or BB-8 or Darth Vader no, you, I did that last time and I think I said I've got to do it next time well, I did do it later on but Darth Vader was about an hour hour wait I think I Chewie, saw your picture of Chewie Chewie and BB-8 yeah. were just a few minutes but after I'd done Chewie, uh, I'd done BB-8 and I did Chewie. After that, they stopped um, They stopped people getting in line for the characters because that was when I went back one evening. So, yeah, we we done we done a bit of shopping and I went on the way out of Hollywood Studios. As you go down, there's that big one store that's got a lot of Star Wars and Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. and, and that sort of merch in there. And we're going around and I see this umbrella. And it and there's two of them. There's a red one and there's a blue one. And they light up like lightsabers. So the handle's a lightsaber. So when you put the umbrella up, the actual whole umbrella lights up blue, the, the stem of it. And the top Brilliant. of it lights up blue, right? And we got two umbrellas and Deborah says to me, How much is that? And I said, like $65, I think it was, or $60. So like 60. It was over $60. She goes, they're nice, but expensive. I said, yeah, I don't even know it fit in a suitcase. So I look at it, don't buy it. I bought a couple of magnets for for myself. I bought a couple of other bits and pieces. My wife always has to get a plush of something. I mean, she is in her 50s, but she always has to have a plush. So I think she bought a um, group plush, a little group plush. Well, it's wow, a little, it's about 12 inches high. I think that the, the, if you've seen these ones they do for their shoulder plushes now, you've seen those. Yes, they got like magnets on them. Magnets, or yeah. They're like about thirty-five dollars or something. They are these plushes, and they are some of those ones that go on your shoulder. More expensive than other ones, and the old group one doesn't look quite right to me. So, so she had that. We did a bit of shopping, and then she walked across to uh, the Pandora shop, or the shop that starts with Pandora. So I thought, well, this is going to get painful. <laughs> so she bought a, like a, it looks like a glorified key ring with three um, three beads on it. So I said to the woman, I said, look, I'm not interested in buying any Pandora that's not park exclusive. I said, because we've got a Pandora in, in Newport. I can buy her whatever. So she's oh, well, these are all park exclusive. But I, so she had picked three, and I can't even remember what they are now. So she had the, these three Pandora beads, and you know they, that that was one of her big thing purchases for the holiday. So that 
that turned out to be quite an expensive day and I didn't get my umbrella. But there you go. The umbrella would have been a better buy to us, you have, but you know. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So anyway oh. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway we um we shot off from there. And as we left there, the first bus we see was to art of uh, art of animation. And so we got on that and we had a ride over art of animation. Now I like art of animation anyway, it's great for taking photographs. Because it's just like being in a cartoon. I don't know. Have you been over to Art of Animation? No. The last time I was over there was when they were... When Pop were building the classic years. Oh! Or the golden years. Oh. So uh, I walked to the bridge before it was open. And it, you just couldn't get over there. Cause, and they obviously abandoned it, didn't they? Um, yeah. And I haven't been over there since Art of Animation. Well, Art of Animation was... They had a building there which is now... Little Mermaid Suites, and they're not sweets. Little Mermaid rooms, aren't they? And they're yeah, just standing rooms, that, yeah. which was going to be Pop's second section or or whatever. But it just sat empty from two thousand and one to about. I don't think it started redeveloping in two thousand and nine, two thousand and ten. It opened around two thousand and eleven, two thousand and twelve. Yeah, around it was the golden years. It was the two nineteen hundreds over to I think the fifties. Yeah. The forties and that. Well, when they changed direction and, and turned it into art of animation, it opened, I think, in twenty twelve. Because I know we were over there in twenty twelve, and we went round. I've got photographs which I basically recreated this time of the the kids going round to all the cars because the cars like just fantastic. I took mm. twenty or thirty pictures of different cars there. Just unbelievable, really, the way it's set up. It looks just like you're in a cartoon. Fantastic. So we did that. We went into the uh, quick service. And funnily enough, the quick service there is where Matt, who I spoke about earlier, told you he'd be a recurring person, didn't I, in this story. He worked there for three months on his first tour, just after they reopened from COVID. After they allowed us back into the country from COVID, he went over for three months and worked at the Art of Animation. So that I... We, we went over there, we had an ice cream and a coffee or something, I think. And then we went back to Disney Springs, then back home to Saratoga for an early night. Because I tell you, this rope dropping's really getting to me now. Because where are we now? We're on the 4th of October. I hope you enjoyed that. It ended a little abruptly. But as promised, here's some audio from Bugs Life. Please refrain from buzzing, stinging, and pollinating. And no chirping. Thank you. And now, put your wings together for the host of our show, everyone's favorite and lick! Fireflies! Fireflies! Up here! Over here! Way over here! Way over A little more! A little more! This way! Thanks! Perfect! Oh, and hi! Hi! Hello, and, 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 and welcome! Welcome to our show. You know, we've been doing this act for over 300 million years. And with Buzz making up more than 80% of the animal world, we're the biggest cast of them all. Still, you guys just don't seem to see us. So uh, that's why we gave you the special bug eyes. Now, go, go ahead, put, put them on. Naked, huh? Yeah, no, now you're all honorary bugs. So uh, on with the show.
That's why we've developed some amazing survival techniques. For instance, deep in the jungle is in South America. Well, technically he's an arachnid, see? And our... <coughs> 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 Chili, Chili, I really hate when you do that. I really don't. Oh, I'm sorry, Nick. Where? Nicole. Where was I? Yes, um, Chili and Tarantulas, like my friend Chili here, yeah. throw poison quills at their enemies with deadly Maybe it's time you 
honorary dog got a taste of your own medicine. What? You're still alive? This means war! Attention, please. We ask that all honorary bugs remain seated so the beetles, maggots, and cockroaches may exit safely. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> At this time, all right, this little girl to jump. Hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please leave us a review on your podcasting app of choice and subscribe. You can contact the show at bgt.dvc at gmail.com. That's all lowercase. At Twitter and Instagram, we are BGTDVC, again, all lowercase. On Facebook, we are Brit's Guide to Disney Vacation Club. If you're looking to buy resale DVC points or rent 
DVC points out, contact B. Thaxton at shopdvc.com. This has been a Isle of Wight audio production.